Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Listen, while you're yet standing, for those of you, thank you, for those of you who have your Bibles, if you would, I want you to meet me over in the book of St. John, familiar chapter, familiar story. I think I want to come at it, though, a little, a little differently in Jesus' name. The Lord has been rearranging some stuff. Amen. And that makes us nervous because the greatest fear in the world is the place where God hangs out. The greatest fear in the world is fear of the unknown. That's what the experts say. It's fear of the unknown. Uh, and so what God does is he gives us a glimpse of what it is he wants to do. And then he tells us, he leads us into the unknown. And if you're not willing to travel into the unknown, then you really can't please God. Because without faith, it's impossible, amen, amen, to please God. And so faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. By faith, by, by their ability to travel into the unknown based on the word that God has spoken. Believing that God would do exactly what he said. And I came to tell somebody in here that uh, your wait is over. You've been waiting to see something. But you, and your wait is over. But you're not going to be able to stay where you have been. Oh, Lord. Whew, Lord. And walk in the blessing and the miracle that God is ready, to, the Lord is about to release to you. Right. And I just came, I believe my assignment is to challenge you uh, to make up your mind that um, you got to make a move. Right, right. Come on. Amen. Now, I, 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 I came to tell you that the Lord was going to bless you. But to properly steward his blessing, you're going to have to leave where you've been hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So, so John chapter 5, we're going to start reading at verse 2, read down to about verse 9, and then we're going to do what thus saith the Lord. Help me, Pastor Andrew. I don't know what time I got. I don't know. Help me. You help me, man. Amen. I feel preach all down in my spirit right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, St. John chapter 2. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, chapter 5, verses 2 through 9. When you have it, say amen. 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 Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, hot, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And uh, whosoever... Oh, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. 
Then first, uh, oh Lord, then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long, now a long time in that case, he says unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down uh, before me. And Jesus says unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day uh, was the Sabbath. Father, right now in the most holy and precious name of Jesus, we pray that you would give me the tongue of the learned, that we'd be able to articulate your word with such clarity, uh, that it will communicate to the heart of each and every here and believer that, that you have destined and designed uh, to say to us as we've gathered in this place, do it for us and we'll give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please be seated in the name of the Lord Jesus. I, 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 Lord Jesus, I won't talk to you. I won't talk to you because I believe there are some people in here, amen, who are perfectly, you're perfectly positioned, amen, uh, for God to show you the miraculous. Amen. And, and I don't title messages. I don't title messages. I just let people that listen to them do it. Amen. They put their own little spin on them. But, 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 but if I was titling this one, I would tell you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Amen. That the Lord is about to bless you against all odds. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 Help me. No, tell them. Say, the Lord is about to bless you. Against all odds. Yes, Lord. What do you mean, preacher? Let me explain it to you. See, in other words, now, now I'm not a gambling man. Not now anymore. Hallelujah. Um, but I've been to Vegas. I was in Vegas before I was with the Lord and, and, and all that. But, 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 but if I was a gambling man, amen, and I uh, was down at the pool of Bethesda, Amen. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm familiar with his situation here. Um, I wouldn't bet on him. Hallelujah. Now, there are a number of reasons I wouldn't bet on him. Hallelujah. Uh, number one, amen, his legs don't work. <laughs> and uh, 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 <laughs> oh Lord, and that's, that's where I'm going. But, but before I get there, his legs don't work. Amen. So I ain't betting on him because I know something he must not know. I have a bit more information. I know that the person who gets the miracle, amen, must be able to step. The Bible didn't say the person who first crawled over into the water. The Bible didn't say the person who was dropped into the water. The Bible said that the condition of the miracle that God released at the pool of Bethesda was that you had to be able to step into the pool. Now, this guy's legs ain't working. So he's automatically disqualified from what God would do if he ended up in the pool. Now I'll talk to you about why that's dangerous in just a moment. But the reality is this. There is a great, the Bible said there is a great multitude of blind, halt, withered, and lame folk in the 
these five porches. Uh-huh. And, and I don't know, I don't know about you, but, but, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just a little, I don't know, I'm just a little, you know, I just don't have a whole lot of time to waste. The Bible also says that uh, they were hanging around at the pool. There was a great multitude. And then the Bible goes on to say, and whosoever first stepped in. Uh-huh. So you got all kinds of folk out there, and the only person to get a miracle is one. Uh-huh. So that means that you are already up against a multitude to one. Uh, those are not good odds. Let me explain something to you. A multitude to one uh-huh, are not good odds. Uh, and I came to tell somebody in this place uh-huh, that the Lord is getting ready to bless you against all odds. Uh-huh. And what you got to understand is uh, the man at the pool of Bethesda, whatever you did, undo it. Sound man. The man at the pool of Bethesda, he's laying there, amen, with a multitude of people. And the only person that gets a miracle is the person who does something he's not able to do. Now, he's frustrated. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I came to talk to some people in here today who are frustrated. (laughs) And your frustration is, it would be different if you didn't have legs. Uh-huh. You could handle being a uh, Lord. Have you ever noticed when you get in a situation where you just can't do anything about it, somehow it just clicks in your spirit. God gives you the grace to deal with it. Hallelujah. But I came to tell somebody in here who's been frustrated because you got everything you need, but the stuff ain't working right. Oh, Lord. See, I would be, I can handle it if I don't have anything to work with. Uh-huh. But I do, oh Lord Jesus, if I were you, I'd get that relationship book. Uh, my, my, my. Because you got to understand, uh, I'm going to take a little side journey here. You see, the theologians, they really kind of, I don't know how, how, how significant it is, but, but they kind of categ- categorize the, uh, the miracles of Jesus. They kind of put them in four categories or four classes. And, they, and that is, uh, uh, he, he exercises his power over the environment. Uh-huh. He exercises his power over demons. Uh-huh. He exercises his power over sin. He exercises his power. But he also uh, uh, manifests his power of supply. Uh-huh. His power of supply. Yes, yes, he has the power to supply. But, but you got to understand, with, with, with the miracles of Jesus, listen, whenever Jesus got ready to manifest the miracle of supply, <laughs> he, there, there was always an instigator. See, 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 the father is always the initiator. But when God gets ready to supply all your needs, he's going to do it through an instigator. Are yeah. oh, you listening to what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. See, in other words, you see, see, see Mary, 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 Mary was Mary, Mary, Mary. You, 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 no, 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 no. If you go to the Old Testament, Mary, uh, you know, when, when Naomi well, had gone through her little situation, she said, don't call me Naomi no more. Call me Mary. Said, in other words, that's translation of Mary. But that meant bitter. The New Testament translation of Mary, uh, Jesus' mama, hallelujah, that translation of Mary, Mary means stubborn. I know y'all thought Jesus was born to a lady who was just, oh, no, 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 she was stubborn. Hallelujah. She was so stubborn, hallelujah, until she, but her stubbornness was needed by God uh-huh, because she pushed Jesus into the world. Uh-huh. She pushed him into uh, the world uh, uh, for the manger. 
but she also pushed him into the world of his manifestation because Jesus didn't want to work that miracle. Y'all was singing about the new wine, but Jesus wasn't going to work. Mary said, look here. He said, i tell you what you do. Uh, she said, listen, they ain't got no wine. Jesus said, look, I don't care. Listen, woman, don't you know my hour has not come? This is what Mary said. Whatever he say to you, do it. So Mary's pushing him. Hallelujah. She pushed him into the world and now she's pushing him into his destiny. I know the father must have wanted that miracle to be worked because if he hadn't, Jesus wouldn't have done it. But Jesus didn't want to do it. Hallelujah. But when God, so God initiated it, but then he put something in Mary and she started instigating it. And so what you need in your life, if you're going to get all God has for you, you got to get around some people who instigate what God is doing in your life who instigate you for God to supply now here is the problem it's always easier to hang out when you're hurting it's easier to hang out with a bunch of blind crippled lame folk that's waiting for something I don't know who I came to preach to in here today, but 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 if I were you, I I I'd, I'd look at my neighbor and prophesy to them about my situation and tell them my weight is over, my weight is over, my my weight is over. I you, listen. There's some people in here you've been waiting for a long time, and the Lord told me to tell you your waiting days are over, honey. He's about to do something in your life that's gonna set you on your feet and turn your life around and change your life for the rest of your life. But here is the deal. Jesus comes down to the pool and there is a man down there that's facing some bad odds. Multi, I don't know, 10,000 to 1, 500, I don't know. But when you are up against those kinds of odds and your legs ain't working, chances are you are never going to get a miracle. But Jesus came down to the pool, singles out a guy who didn't know how to make it work for himself and said, listen, will thou? So the question is not who likes you. This has nothing to do with anybody on your job. This has nothing to do with anybody in your sphere of it. No, no, no. This has to do with you. The question was, will thou be made whole? I came to communicate to somebody in this place that the Lord's question to you is, will thou be made whole? Now, and the reason that's significant is because if you have everything you need, <laughs> What you have isn't working to produce what you know it's designed to do. That leads to frustration. There are some people in here and you have everything you need. 
has put in your spirit to do. And you're frustrated because what you have is not working. The Lord sent me down here to tell you that he is getting ready to raise you up. Now, you see, the man could move, but he couldn't move at the pace. <laughs> In other words, let, let me put it this way. Let me, let me put it this way. Now, it's, he wasn't paralyzed. Oh, Lord. He, see, he wasn't paralyzed. He was crippled. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a minute. Can I, just, can I just preach like I want to? See, it's one thing to be paralyzed. It's another thing to be crippled. See, see when you're paralyzed, your stuff just don't work. You ain't got, you, you, you have no control over it. But when you're crippled, hallelujah, you can move, but you can't move at the right pace. And the Lord told me to tell somebody in here that he's getting ready to deal with your frustration because your spirit is way out ahead of you, but you haven't been able to catch up with what God has been promising he was going to do in your life. And that's led to frustration. And now you're crippled. And if you're not careful, crippled people will often become immobilized because they become frustrated by what they have not working and you start acting like a paralytic oh Lord you start acting like a paralytic when you're really not paralyzed what you need is a visit from Jesus you need a strategy hallelujah and you know and let me explain oh y'all wait a minute wait a minute and you know you're there when you become content uh -huh, to to hang around a bunch of blind folk and withered folk and lame folk. You know you Jesus looked at the man and the Bible says he looked at him in there and knew that he had been a long time in that case. Wait a minute. So what do you mean preacher? I'm glad you asked. See what you have to understand about Jesus is Jesus became just like I am so that I could become just like he is. In other words the Bible says that he that that he being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made but took upon him the nature of a servant he made himself of no reputation so when he left glory he stripped himself of everything that made him God he stepped into the birth canal of Mary and he was just like you and I he came into the world with a purpose but somewhere between heaven and the manger he forgot everything he knew he was no longer omniscient he stripped himself of his power he was no longer omnipotent he stripped himself of his glory he became a little boy now in order for you and I ain't got time then if I mess it up you can fix it when I leave but what you have to understand is there is a difference between the word of God who existed throughout eternity and the son of God who 
came into the world. When the word became flesh, he stripped himself of everything he had in glory. And he started like you and I with from a little bitty baby. And he started this journey of discovery. He started figuring out who he was and what God wanted to do with him and how he was to act. He would read the Bible. He came out the wilderness with a brand new revelation. He went into the temple. He found his place in the book. He would read the scriptures. He would study with the rabbi and he would find something. He would say, that sounds like me. That looks like me. That must be me. God Almighty, this Old Testament, Moses was talking about me. A virgin shall bring forth a child. That must be me. He was born in the Lord. That must be me. It pleased the Father to bruise him. That must be me. So he found his place all in the scriptures. And so when he walked down to the pool, the Bible said when he saw the man lie, he knew that he had been a long time in that case. In other words, Jesus didn't go down there. Said, I'm going to heal this joker. He looked at the man and he was positioned in such a way that Jesus knew he's been a long time in that case. He ain't even laying like he's expecting nothing. He ain't getting ready to forget no miracle. But when he was laying wrong, he was not positioned right to get what God was doing in the pool. And this is why if you and I are going to get what God has for us, we got to recognize when we're in a moment. You got to recognize when you're in a time. You got to recognize when you're in a place where God wants to show his power in your life. And he won't show you before you get there. He'll lead you to it and say, recognize that I'm ready to do something in your life. And I can't, can I preach like I want to in here? And I came to tell somebody in this place today that you're in the middle of a moment and Jesus sent me here to let you know that if you're going to experience what he has for you in this season, you got to get yourself together because what he's about to do for you, what he's about to do in you is going to require you to make a move. You're going to have to change your environment. You're going to have to get away from around the people you've been hanging out with and have grown comfortable with because the Bible says that in these porches lay a great multitude of people but they were not oh God people full of faith and people full of power and people full of encouraging words and people full of the spirit and people who were healed and people who had broken through they were people who were waiting on the move of God and had a deck stacked against them a multitude to one you know you in bad shape when you expecting people who are jacked up to unjack you he hanging around blind folks 
folk. How in the world? God, who am I talking to in here? How in the world are you going to get encouraged with your company? You on the phone with somebody who's been depressed half their life. How in the world are you going to go to the next level when you hanging around people who just dragging everybody down? I got some news for you, honey. You got to get ready to make a move. Jesus walks over in there and he told me to tell somebody up in this place that man I'm trying to talk but I just feel like preaching he told me to tell somebody up in here today that you are in a hopeless situation in the natural mind it doesn't look like anything could come out of this but Jesus is coming and he walks down to the pool who am I talking to in here I didn't come to talk to everybody but I came to talk to somebody I came to talk to somebody and your circle of friends Lord Jesus I'm not the pastor and I believe I'm supposed to encourage people not pastor when I'm up in the church but I came to talk to two or three of y'all oh and you've been hanging out with a bunch of blind folk they can't see God in nothing all they see is what somebody did and what somebody didn't do you've been hanging around a bunch of stuck folk a bunch of hot people they still talking about the same old stuff that they were talking about when you met him and y'all been saved 15 years now the Lord told me to tell you he's getting ready to bring you up out of that place and he walks over into I got some news for you honey you got a whole lot of folk down at the pool and everybody stuck ain't nobody moving Everybody waiting on a move of God. And then when the walk, when the move is over, one person gets a breakthrough and everybody else gets disappointed. The Lord told me to tell somebody up in here, he's getting ready to do something in your life to turn your disappointment into your anointing. But you got to make up in your mind. Oh, not yet, y'all, I'm pressed for time. But you got to make up in your mind that what he's getting ready to do is valuable enough to me for me to go where he wants me to go after he does it Jesus walks down to the pool and he looks at the man laying the wrong way he perceived that he'd been in that case a long time I can't I didn't come to talk to him Lord if you got a two-week-old problem you just keep believing God he might deliver you by next week but I came to talk to some people who's been in your situation a long time but the Bible says that Jesus walked down there and when he saw the man lie he knew that he had been a long time in that case brother I came to talk to some people who's been going through what you've been going through for a long time this ain't no two week old problem you ain't got no month old miss but you believe in God for something right now that's got you hoping against hope because when it started you were full of faith and power you were hoping with everything you had you were shouting the victory because you knew that God was going to move but around here lately because it took him so long you're 
fighting for your faith. You're hoping against hope. Some days you believe and the next day you just don't know. Some days you got it and other days you don't. I didn't come to talk to somebody in here that's hypocrite like you got it all together. I came to talk to somebody that's exposed right in the middle of a bunch of mess. Jesus told me to tell you that he's about to step over into your long time case and bring you up out and give you power to get on your own two feet. Somebody in this place, the Lord sent me to ask you, will thou be made whole? Come on! Now, you don't understand that. See, there's a difference in being healed and being made whole. Y'all remember the 10 lepers? Jesus told them they, 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 they couldn't come up on Jesus, so they stood afar off and they hollered, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. So they start walking to the priest. And the Bible said, as they went, they were healed. Now, nine of them went on about their business. But one of them came back to give thanks. And Jesus says, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? And then Jesus looked at the man that came back to give thanks. He said, thy faith has made you whole. Wait a minute. The nine got healed. One was made whole. There's a difference in being healed. See, see, when you get healed, oh Lord, see, the process uh -huh, is negated. The process, what you're going through is stopped. So the ten lepers got healed. But nine of them were still walking around with evidence of leprosy. Oh Lord. In other words, they weren't oozing, their issues weren't oozing anymore. Any priest could look at it and recognize that that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing ain't gonna infect nobody. Hallelujah. I see the scar, but it's not oozing. Hallelujah. But when the man went back and got made whole, hallelujah, Jesus reversed the whole process. In other words, while the nine lepers walked around, they could, they could be in public because they did no longer have leprosy, but they still had the evidence that leprosy had been present. But when the guy went back and thanked the Lord, Jesus had the other nine walk around with the evidence, but you gonna walk around. I'm getting ready to reverse the process. The scars that you have now, they're getting ready to leave. The damage that was done in your life is getting ready to go. See, the woman, oh Lord, if I had time. And so he was walking around and there was no evidence that he had ever had leprosy. And I came to tell somebody, the Lord sent me here to ask you, will thou be made whole? You don't have to wait for somebody to apologize with your Lord because when you're made whole it don't even matter that they ever did it to you when you're made whole I have no evidence yeah. 
went here and so Jesus sent me here to ask two or three of y'all will thou be made whole see the woman see see y'all remember the woman with this your blood she said if I could touch but his clothes she said herself if I could touch but his clothes I'll be healed of that plague she touched him and got healed she told it and got made whole uh huh See, she kept the Bible calls her a woman when she was on her way to Jesus. She was a woman. And she touched Jesus and got healed. And then Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? Now, you, now I ain't got no, Jesus wasn't playing. He didn't know who was coming. He recognized the moment. No. She healed. And then when she told the truth, because Jairus was standing there, she told the truth, and then Jesus said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Y'all ain't know what I mean. She crawled up there, a woman with issues. She left the daughter of Israel. In other words, she came up there, touched Jesus, and got healed. When she told it in front of J. Iverson, right there in front of God and everybody, still under the law, ain't had no business touching no rabbi. Hallelujah. When she told it, Jesus said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. In other words, all the damage that was done inside of you for 10 long years or for 12 long years, the process is reversed. That that happened to your uterus, that is now no longer. That that happened in your ovaries, it's as though it never happened. What that thing took from you, oh, I just put it all back. You walked up here a woman with an issue. You're leaving here a daughter of Israel. Go forth, girl, and bear children of Israel to the glory of God. Oh, I feel like running here. And I came to ask somebody in here, will thou be made whole? Yes. Mm. Mm. And so, and so Jesus, he says, will thou be made whole? And this is what the man does. He gives Jesus an excuse, not an answer. Jesus says, will thou be made whole? And this is what he says. Lord, while I'm coming, another step is down before me. And Jesus didn't even address that. He says, rise. Take up thy bed and walk. Oh, Lord, I feel him here. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell him, just keep your mouth shut. If you're going to say the wrong things, just shut up. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, your mouth got you in this mess right now. That's when you don't need to be talking to them, okay? Come out of well, I, how you doing? I don't know how I'm going to make it, girl. Me either talking like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your deliverance is in your mouth. And Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. I didn't come down here looking for no excuse. You better recognize that you in a moment. I wouldn't have asked you the question if I didn't have the answer but just like somebody in here I don't know who I'm talking to instead of receiving what Jesus wanted to do in his life he started making excuses for why he was in the place and the Lord sent me to tell you he didn't he ain't concerned about who's at fault 
about how long you've been here, about who ain't for you. Lord, I would come, but before I, every time I make a play, somebody gets in my way. Lord, I want to be healed, and I would obey you, but every time I'm on my way, Susie gets in my way. Lord, I would do better, but while I'm trying to do better, Frank gets in my way. Lord, I'm trying to think straight, but every time I walk in faith, or Clara gets in my way. Lord, I came as far as I could, but now that I'm here, Lord, my finances are in my way. My past is in my way. I'm trying to press through, Lord, but my pain keeps getting in my way. Jesus told me to tell you, he didn't ask you for your excuse today. He wants to know if you're ready to be made whole. you walked up in here with some stuff in your way the Lord told me to tell you don't worry about what or who or how it got in your way he just wants to know will you be made whole somebody ought to throw your hands up and say yes Lord yes Lord you've been trying to figure out why the Lord ain't delivered you yet because you weren't ready Y'all ain't listening to what I'm saying. Didn't I tell you the man's legs wasn't working? You've been trying to get a breakthrough the wrong way. And the Lord knows if he let you get yourself in that. It'll took you out of there. You, do you not? How, what you gonna look like? You jump in the pool and your legs ain't working if you want to. Oh, Lord, I don't know who I'm preaching to in here, but the Lord sent me here to tell somebody that he had to be sure that two or three more things were working in your life before he put you in to where you've been trying to get to. Because if you, now the Bible says that he who first stepped in after the waters were tripled was healed of whatsoever plague they had. So to get the miracle, you had to be able to step. But and that was a prerequisite. But now his legs ain't working. You jump yourself in the pool, then that you're disqualified by virtue of the prerequisite. If you want to, you will go down one time, two times with bubbles, and the third time you're gonna drown. You jump yourself out there. I don't know who I came to preach to in here, but the Lord told me to tell you the reason he hadn't done it for you yet is because it would have drowned you the reason he hasn't moved it yet is because you weren't ready for it you didn't even meet the prerequisites for what he would do if you got there but today he wants to know will thou be made whole because you've been too dependent who am i talking to in here the lord told me to tell somebody you ain't gonna need who you used to need you ain't gonna need what you thought you had to have he wants to know if you will be made whole how many folk in here ready to be made whole how many amen well i got some news for you honey jesus sent me here and told me to speak a word over you and the word is rise take up thy bed and 
walk. Give your neighbor a high five and tell them do what you want to do. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor and tell them do what you want to do. You can stay here if you want to, but I'm getting ready to rise up. The Lord told me to tell somebody you getting ready to rise up out of what they did to you and rise up out of what they said about you and rise up out of your past and rise up out of your frustration and if you're gonna get up on it take up this bed and walk tell your neighbor don't you get up and stay here come on I don't know who I'm preaching to in here but God has already rolled some of you up he's giving you another shot at it because he rolls you up to him you rose up two years ago, but you stayed right where you were. So now you're back in the bed. Who am I talking to in hell? Jesus said, listen, rise up, pick up that bed and get out of here. Because if you keep hanging around these folk, They'll give you an excuse to get back in that bed. There ain't nothing wrong with the bed. You just can't stay too long. See, 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 see. A bed has great use. It rejuvenates, it refreshes. It rests. But if you stay too long, It'll drain you, it'll sap you. And you start getting sores. Yes, yes. Oh! What am I talking to in here? The Lord sent me down here to tell you pick up this bed. You've been laying in that mess too long. Who am I? You've been wallowing in it too long. <laughs> yeah, it was okay for two weeks, but you've been in it two years now, and you just wallowing and turning over. It's how you, we can look at you and tell you ain't expecting nothing. You just want somebody to come down there and feel, oh, Lord, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. Get up out this bed. And don't leave it. Pick it up. Sure, who's boss? See, you know you delivered when you start controlling what used to hold you. You know you're free when you have power over what used to have power over you. Yeah, yeah. You know you're del Who am I talking to in here? Listen, if you still get mad when they call their name, you need to get up out that bed. You know, folk get around you and they can't say divorce. They got to say the D word. Because you know, if they say divorce, then you get all tore up. No. Yeah. That don't hurt no more. Hallelujah. Yeah, they did me wrong, but that's all right. I found myself another lover. Yes. Yeah. And they named it Jesus. Yeah. D 
the anointing is Christ. And I laid down one day and he crawled all over the sheets, got in my ear and said, I'll never leave you and neither will I forsake you. God sent me here to tell somebody. It's your time. It's your moment. It's your season. And I'm just the instigator. Can I tell you what the man at the pool of Bethesda did? Nothing. Listen, let me leave you with this. Maybe I'll talk to the next one. Let me tell y'all something. If you knew like I knew, honey, you'd be clapping your hand, maybe turn two cartwheels because the Lord told me, I don't know about everybody, but somebody in here getting ready to get on your own two feet. Hallelujah! Ah, somebody, somebody touch your neighbor, somebody close to you and tell them I'm getting ready to get on my feet. I don't need what I used to need. I don't need the help I used to have to have. I don't need, I'm about to stand on my own two feet. Jesus told me to tell somebody, get up out that bed because he's ready to put you on your feet. You can't be happy unless somebody carry you into it. And if they decide you can't be happy today, you just, no, I'm through. You're depending on somebody. Jesus sent me here to tell you everything. Nothing can stop you now but you. Will be made whole and I came to talk to some people the truth be known the deck is stacked against you the odds a mo listen a multitude to one bad odds but that's the kind of stuff that's what makes your situation so attractive to Jesus so when he does it you can't give the glory to anybody you can't give the glory your background you can't give the glory to your pedigree you can't give the glory to your intelligence you can't give the glory to you you're gonna have to testify if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in my eyes it's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry to find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.